What's going on, everybody? Asad Hashmali back again with another episode of Behind the Grind podcast. This time, we have someone very special with us. Someone who uh, I don't really hang out with or talk to, <laughs> but I follow her on Instagram and she's doing great work. Uh, I did the CrossFit Open with her a couple of years ago. Kiran Jhangra. Yeah, that happened. That did happen. That yeah, happened. 2019, I 2019. think. 2019. Yes. That was the last time I participated. I didn't participate after that. Really? No. But you still do CrossFit or not? I do sometimes, not all. Ish CrossFit ish. Retired yeah. athlete. Retired. Oh, never went to the games, but has, <laughs> has put the belt up. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, Kiran is a coach. She is a fitness trainer. Um, and interestingly enough, I met Kiran uh, with a common friend of ours, Bilal Munir, for the first time. True. And in passing, she said, "I did organizational psychology," and I was like, "What? <laughs> You've done organizational psychology, and now you're a coach? That's..." pretty interesting because mm-hmm. i've always thought about actually using crossfit for like team building and we, that HR works. purposes that does, that. you have yeah all right interesting so yeah. we'll tap into that a little bit more but kiran let's start off sure. why are you in this fitness space what got you into it why am i in this space so um since i was a child i was sort of on the chubbier healthier side and uh, fitness had been something that had been helping me with that obviously and while i'd been changing a lot of careers throughout which i have i've been into journalism i've been into psychology i've been like in hr and marketing and, and all of that but fitness was one thing that stayed consistent and i felt like i had more to offer in this field than i did in any other field also because i wanted to help people change their lives for the better which is also why i studied psychology but uh, that profession didn't work out so i figured this is the way to do it mm-hmm. and so i switched fees like literally overnight and just went to do it and just started off interesting so that's what happened so it was like after training yourself and yeah training myself yourself. for a very long time training myself incorrectly for a very long time learning from my mistakes and understanding how people will be making the same mistakes because we don't have that kind of education we don't have that kind of exposure in this country so i figured uh, why not why not start somewhere and help people uh, not make the same mistakes i made in Now, terms of fitness over the years have you just like made a blog book of things that you've learned through trial and error or have you actually like I mean it's not a log book but it's in my head a yeah. lot of it No but like have you pursued some kind of like formal qualification or something Yes kind of I've been studying OPEX fitness for a while now I mean okay. I've done a lot of uh, you know 3 day 4 day certifications but I don't think they add so much value as much as working with people and like a formal education like OPEX has mm-hmm. uh, OPEX is very uh, wholesome in the sense it it focuses on psychology which is amazing it focuses yeah. on behavioral change it focuses on training for uh different kinds of people like not just a group setting but also more personalized towards their goals their lifestyle and what i really like about what i'm studying right now is that it focuses mostly on uh making fitness work for you rather than you making yourself work for fitness right if that makes sense so you basically you are at the center of it yeah so whatever whatever plan that i make for my clients will revolve around the kind of life they're living and the, the life they want to live rather than trying to incorporate um fit like you know in, change their life to f- fit their goals basically if that makes sense so the yeah. idea is not to change their lives to a way of to a point where they're unable to where it's not sustainable yeah so that's what it's all about wow yeah so it's pretty cool it's pretty fun it's been fun training clients that way it's been fun seeing the results because it's amazing how the small changes can make the real difference mm-hmm. is what we don't realize so it's it's pretty fun it's been pretty great so is that. it is it like a sport 
or is it more of a regiment it's more of a principle it's in not okay. it's not opex isn't exactly a sport it 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 derives from crossfit that's where it started mm-hmm. that's where uh, that's where those of uh, the founder of uh, of opex initially started training in the way that he does but it was mostly about the fact that as inclusive as crossfit is it is not for everybody not mm-hmm. everybody can perform the way they expect you to perform so the idea was to uh, basically you know make it inclusive in the way that you start from the bottom set lay out a very strong foundation and mm-hmm. then move up if you want to you don't have to if you don't need to it really dep- like you know a person like who's a teacher or who's somebody who is like I don't know has like a 9 to 9 job right mm. they cannot give them 100% in an hour workout yeah. they cannot crash and burn every time they come to a to a class so the idea is to basically make the workout as such that as much as they would like to push themselves in that class they can also go back to their family and not be like you know I'm too tired to do anything so that is a very basic foundation of opex which i think is interesting and something that we as um I wouldn't say community but as a nation are not there yet where we think that uh, your workout is not supposed to kill you. Hmm. It's not supposed to take the life out of you hmm. because every time a person comes in and they're not dying by the end of the class they're basically like I haven't worked enough. Yeah. Which is the mindset that we're trying to change. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, I should check that out because I feel like I need that now as well. Everybody needs that. Yes. Because you want to stay fit. Yeah. But at the same time, you don't want to, uh, you know, be exhausted by the end of it. Yeah. Because you also have other goals in life. Yeah. Right? Your workout yeah. is not your only goal. Yeah. Unless you're nasty, that's a different model, different training, different mindset altogether. Mm-hmm. But for somebody like you, for example, who has other businesses running and you want to work out just to get your uh blood flowing just to stay in at in a good shape so you don't have to go through the strenuous workouts that everybody else does doesn't mm. make sense yeah no yeah. It's interesting because i don't know if you know this but like i used to train people as well and oh you did oh yeah. yes i remember this yeah, yeah. so like it was this kind of like class of sorts of and like went on for like a good 15 16 months oh, really? and people would come to me at the end of it be like yaar asad aaj maza nahi aaya i was like kyun इतना पसीना नहीं है तुमने फाड़ी नहीं है हमारी एंड आई एम लाइक वेल ओके दैट्स यू चेंज थिंकिंग राइट but uh there'll be like but i didn't die <laughs> and i'm mm-hmm. like yeah but your body doesn't work properly what do you want <laughs> yeah so you know so the idea is to uh keep fixating on the fact that you know you have to start again you have to fix your basics first yeah. you don't have to die in every workout you yeah. have to be you know you have to be able to do this when you're 60 also you don't want to just keep doing it till you're 40 and then you know be like okay mm-hmm. i'm going to go walk now because my body doesn't work yeah. you know so these things are, this is uh, something that i feel we could work on yeah as uh, as a fitness community yeah and not promote uh, boot camps and not promote high intensity workouts all the time because yeah. you can't do that all your life it's yeah. just not possible yeah true true um, i think people also just need to understand is that they it's not like in x amount of days you lose this many inches and this many pounds and then your life's set but it's you not know? though right because once it's you get it's incremental change yeah but once you even if you do go out on a full on rigid diet plan and a workout plan and you're like okay i'm going to get this goal and you'd get it and then what yeah 
what do you do then because yeah. you don't know what you're going to do and then after that you go back to your original lifestyle and you're back where you started yeah and that happens a lot yeah and i'm sure if you've done the sessions also then you know that they're going if they're not making real changes in their lives hmm. if they're not eating healthy if they're not sleeping properly if they're not paying attention to their food hygiene or their sleep hygiene yeah they are going to go back hmm. and if if those things aren't taken care of your workout is irrelevant yeah True, true. But let's. I want to transition a little bit um, uh, into you coming into this space, right? right? So, like you said, I didn't know that you actually were into journalism as I well. I was. I was working at the news for a while. Uh, really? Yeah. And then what was this org psychology stuff? Okay, so do you want me to go all the way back? So okay, as far as you like, as far as, far as, as you like. like, yeah. So after my, so I've always wanted to study psychology. Yeah. But uh, when I was doing my bachelor's, when our bachelor's ka time was, there weren't any real, like you know, only Bahia University was doing psychology. Yeah. I remember. But I didn't get permission to go there, so I was like, okay, fine, I'll just study. Uh, so I had to change a lot of universities because of my family moving around a bit. Mm-hmm. So I just ended up getting my bachelor's in advertising, and I wasn't very happy with it. Mm-hmm. So then um, the only psychology that was available for non-psychologists was organizational psychology, which was in Dubai. Mm-hmm. So I went there for my master's, which was a great experience because uh, going from an advertising, very quantifiable uh, background to something that was so quality based and was a lot of research and a lot of uh, self studying and a lot of unlearning and relearning in terms of how to do researches, how to read uh, studies and all of that. Mm-hmm. So that was a lot of fun. And then uh, before I came back, I already had my job at Ernst Young. Mm-hmm. So I started working there for a couple of years, and in the beginning, again, it was a lot of fun because I was learning new things, and we were working at all sorts of industries. We worked with uh, insurance, we worked with pharma, we worked with banking, but at the same time, I just felt like it was the same thing on repeat. We weren't really making a difference. It was always going to be about what the client wanted. It was mm-hmm. never going to be about us making any real changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the idea, basically, organizational psychology works as therapy for businesses, right? So the idea yeah. is to uh, go into businesses, figure out what they're doing wrong, tell them how to make things better, and then help them implement the change. Mm-hmm. But that was not happening the whole problem was that they'd want you to come in and just validate what they were originally doing yeah. and there had been times where we did this whole survey and we got the results and they were like we're not going to pay you if you don't fix it if you don't get back to your if you don't tell us what we're doing is right and i was like okay this can't carry on i was like this is not what i want to do this is all local huh this is all locally yeah it was all local because uh, even though arnsenyak was like is a global firm but we work local right yeah. so and then i would just start going through this like middle quarterly life crisis i was like what am i doing with my life and then during this time i was working out with at move uh, i was doing kickboxing and then mehak asked me if i wanted mehak owns move yeah. and she asked me if i wanted to come train here and i was like but i've studied so much i need <laughs> to like you know pursue this career you know i can't just give up yeah. right now and then a year went by and then she asked me again i was like yeah sure why not so i just quit my job and then i just started training the next day uh, i i just had like an 8 am class then and i was so farig like i had nothing to do because because uh, working at ernst and young was 9 to 9 right yeah. and then all of us and i just had like an 8 o'clock class and nothing else yeah. so then i started studying fitness and i started you know watching other people train and see what they were doing mm-hmm. because i just felt like that if because i know how fitness changed my life right and how it helped me be better how it helped me with my confidence and helped me with uh, how i feel about myself how uh, how i generally feel about wellness how the importance of wellness right so mm. and plus studying psychology helped that because you can connect with your clients on a more deeper level than yeah. than an average uh, coach so yeah so that's why i started to shift 
well it wasn't starting which is like an overnight situation mm. so i did that and uh, it was obviously a struggle in the beginning because i was very new and yeah, this was way back when this was 2018 i want to say not even 18 probably 17 like yeah 2017 june i think that's mm-hmm. when i made the transition although my boss at the time also said you know you're going to get a promotion in like november so wait it out and then you can quit i was like no <laughs> i'm going to go and then i just quit and then yes yeah, so it was a massive change obviously there was a, resist- a lot of resistance from my family and um yeah everyone's like what are you doing yeah. but at the same time it also was like okay you know what this makes sense because mm. it's been something i've been passionate about for a while on a personal level not that i was preaching at the time yeah. but on a personal level i had a lot of importance to me and it was like almost therapy for me because of you know you all You're have doing your what felt life. right also yeah. and then it just felt like it just felt like even if i make no money out of this is fine because i just feel like Peace. yeah and i feel like you know i'm fulfilling some sort of purpose mm-hmm. so i was like okay this makes sense so i just started doing that and good decision i think yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's good man yeah. but uh this what, what was the, what was your what were your parents like my parents uh, so my parents are very uh chill in the sense they don't really mind me uh, doing this they just, their only issue is that i don't work too much because that's the issue that they had at Ernst Young also they like go oh, you know your work and plus i'm like a, i'm a mayman right so we mm. have very business mentality They're like what are you doing you work all day you make no money uh-huh. <laughs> like you right <laughs> that is true but so that's <laughs> been, that's been their uh, mindset like my dad he was always like you know you need to uh, either you get enough out of it or you mm. don't work this much you don't need to do all of that like, i get it but you know you always want to be independent yeah so in the beginning there was a little resistance because uh, you know they were like they didn't understand what mm. i was doing they thought ke main zumba kara rahi hu ya main i mean no, no offense to people who do zumba but you but know but they had this other like notion in mind yeah that it's either i'm like teaching dance i was like not teaching dance relax so i was like you know it's important and then i made my mom take a few of my classes uh. and i kind of introduced my family to a few things and then it became okay so it was it was a bit of a struggle in the beginning and i'm not going to say a massive struggle because i know people struggle a lot hmm. but it was there was just resistance ke itna padh ke ab aap kya kar rahe ho right yeah. like what is the point of doing all of this when you've studied so much yeah. so how are you going to apply all of that here and i was like it will it will apply just yeah. wait you know so after some time after reading my instagram over and over again they're like okay you make sense yeah. <laughs> so is your family following you? my my brothers follow me uh, my my yeah they make fun of me obviously but okay. they follow me and they, they appreciate the work that i do Say so it. it's okay interesting cool yeah. cool um so with what you've learned over the years right like that Ernest and young stint yeah. i'm sure must have just been like thing piss are you right like it just juices you out all together right it really does and now you uh, help people change their lives and you're actually working in accordance to their own schedules right like right. you're working with your training with opex it's yeah. all about putting them first yeah. so like it's cool how it's come full circle in it a has, way is that it? you went through that yeah. to empathize with them exactly. better and now so now how do you how do you end up promoting or how do you end up getting your clients to also realize that they have to find that sweet balance so um how it works is that basically when they come in and they'll talk about their lives right and hmm. so with with opex also you have to have like a 90 minute consultation session with your clients where you talk about everything so it's basically like a therapy session mm-hmm. so they come in and they talk about uh, what their strengths and weaknesses are what their goals are what their failures have been and all of that hmm. so when they start talking about their lives and then they come in with their goal okay you know this is my goal but i'm like your life doesn't match your goals so you have to reverse engineer into having that conversation again hmm. and be like you know uh, if your goal is to for example a, a mother of 
three who has a full-time job but is also working at home full-time hmm. once have wants to have like a six-pack app situation and then also uh so i'm like okay if you want to do that these are the things that you have to give up on mm-hmm. and they're like okay but i'm not ready to do that hmm. so then you kind of have to have that conversation with them and you know make them understand that as appealing as their goal sounds to them right now it may not be what's right for them yeah. and that's not something they always want to hear hmm. But with time, and it's not always easy hmm. because they're like, you know, but I'm coming to you with a problem. You give me a solution. I was like, yeah, sure. I can tell you what to do, but are you willing to put in that work? Hmm. And then they're like, so sometimes it'll go really well. Sometimes they go, you know what? You're right. And sometimes they'll be like, you know, fuck off. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not listening to you. But like, okay, fine. If that's what you want to do. And sometimes you have to let them learn their lesson, right? So they'll come in and they'll be like, uh, you know, I want to run a 10K, I want to get six-pack abs, but I also want to go out with my family, I also want to take care of my friends, I want to do all of this. So if they're not willing to listen, then I'll be like, okay, let's do it all. And then after a, after a month of doing it all, they're like, I'm fucking exhausted. I was like, well, obviously. And they're like, are you ready to listen now? And then you're like, okay, fine. Let's take a step back, let's reassess your goals, and let's go back and, you know, change a few things. And what is the likelihood of them sticking it out till then? Till for a month? They'll, they'll miss a lot of sessions. Yeah. They'll probably be, when they come in, they'll be very exhausted. Yeah. They'll be like, you know, I have no energy today. And it's a, it's a general rule of mine to ask them how much energy they have that okay. day so that, you know, then you can tell, you know, out of five, four out of five days, they've had like level three energy or level five energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then, which you is not RPE, right? No, no, just like general, general okay. idea of like you know how are you feeling? You know how mm-hmm. how do you feel today? Did you have a stressful day? Because these questions kind of will help us understand how their day generally is, right? Mm-hmm. Because what happens is that uh, with personal training, it's mostly people just wanting to hear, wanting them to talk about whatever's happening, and just went most of the time. Yeah, that happens more often than I'd like to admit. Mm-hmm. So. The idea is to basically, uh, you know, make them understand in a way through practice or through just talking to them, like, you know, making them understand through just, you know, laying out the cards for them and just be like, you know, this is where you're at. So if this is how you want to continue, then it's probably not going to work. Hmm. And again, they understand because they want to fix their lives. Right. So we start very small. Sometimes we're like, you know, OK, you know what? If you're sleeping at one, try sleeping at 1255. Mm. for like five days try to be like five minutes earlier mm. so these small small changes that you kind of enlist in them that they don't really realize they go bad very changes eh? mm. like if they're not having breakfast for example then i'll be because they're waking up too late and they don't have time so i'll be like okay, you know what just just grab a fruit just mm. on your way out grab a fruit that's it mm. so these little, little things that you start making them do they're like okay you know what i feel better mm-hmm. and then they'll be like okay i have more i can make more but once they start seeing the result of their little change they'll automatically make an effort to make the big change because they can see the result from the small change mm-hmm. right so it's always going to be a very long process it's not going to happen in a month or two or even three mm. four or five months they're like okay you know what this starts to feel good i'll make the change so it's just one of them. and sometimes they just flip a switch mm-hmm. you know one of my clients you know uh, she was used to struggle with binge eating quite a bit mm. for a very long time and she's been my client for a very long time and you know she, uh, every time she'd lose a decent amount of weight and then she'll go back and then you know it'll be like a cycle over and over and then one day she's like you know i've just had it 
and then she just fixed herself i was like okay if all of my clients could just fix her but you know it's not that though yeah. it's a tipping point right yeah. because you've been talking to them over and over and over yeah. and they've been listening they've been hearing you but not really listening but uh, there comes a point in their life and it just connects and then they listen and they're like okay, one one fine day one fine day a that fine day goes yeah. off. <laughs> one fine day happens after years of work right so it's 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 an ongoing process it's not easy it's Kudos always to you man guys i'm supreme level of fucking patience <laughs> yeah that is something <laughs> that people tell me that i have a lot of that which is yeah. which is, i no, think it's a virtue but, and you know this is what's so interesting is that y- if you are exposed to what's happening in the outside world yeah. you understand like yeah. you i'm sure understand is that there's training there's coaching exactly. then there's life coaching yeah. then there's therapy there's therapy and because and, alhamdulillah i've been able to do all of that yeah in my own life and been experiencing it and yeah. then implementing it it's yeah. it's pretty it's pretty damn good. shit yeah. so how do you 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 you've managed to feed in a lot of knowledge and a lot of information to your clients as yeah. well right like i'm sure you've built that relationship with them where yeah. they trust you yeah. that takes time that yeah. guard comes down yeah. but now lately also like there's you have so many stimulants in your life as well this yeah. is one of them yeah this is yeah. worst one worst one right and what i saw from this stimulant was also a lot of uh, content coming up on like the notion of body positivity right. and breaking stereotypes right. right there was the whole especially for females in pakistan it's even worse mm. whether that's about like the skin color uh, issue that came yeah. up or whether that's about like your image or altogether or your yeah. background um how are you curbing that or how are you fighting that battle as well with not just like with yourself but then also with your clients as well cuz you have to act as a voice of reason for them too that is true that right? happens a lot again because uh, the reason why i got into uh, you know people keep asking me why i just train women hmm. and it's because of the fact that it is so much harder for women like men will just go to a gym i mean not to undermine anything no, no, that no, you guys no. do but uh-huh. it's it's generally harder because we are always going to be objectified in ways that men never will be hmm. like they'll always be you know like and it's not going to come from outsiders it's always going to be their friends and their family right like you know i have clients who come in who be like oh you know my mom said this to me mom right i'm like that sucks you know and it's it's sad because i've been through it like my i, I you know my extended family we've all lived in a joint family for a very long time so i get where all of these things come from and they come from a place of love but it's just that the way people say things is not the nicest right so it becomes toxic it it becomes very toxic so mm. even though your heart is in the right place and you want what's good for your friends or your family but you have to think that you know if somebody says this to me how would i feel and probably not great mm. right so uh, what i keep telling my clients is that and this is something i keep repeating myself about is that that you know people will keep saying things regardless of what you do mm. regardless they will have a comment about anything and everything that you do mm. but it's your job to protect yourself right you cannot let everything get to you you need to pick like two people you like right and listen to them and that's it okay everybody else is just white noise because 99% of the time it's their own insecurity is their own failure that they project on you mm-hmm. and that's usually the case right i'll just like like a random example would be like a mom saying something to her daughter is about her not being able to lose weight it's probably because she feels bad as a mom because she wasn't able to help her when she could have right yeah So it's just her insecurity that she's projecting on you because that's the best way she knows how yeah. because that's how South Asian cultures work yeah. right so 
I mean, I just keep telling them that, you know, uh, you can either listen to what they're saying and get hurt or you can just keep focusing on what you're doing because you know you're working hard. You know you're putting in the effort. So whatever they're saying is irrelevant because at the end of the day, it's about how you feel about yourself. Mm-hmm. And you could be size zero by now. And if you feel, if you feel shit, you're still going to, you know, if you internally you're not okay, whatever you do here is irrelevant. Yeah. So again, social media is a major, major problem. But at the same time, it's always going to, your social media is going to keep feeding you what you want it to feed you. If you look out for positivity, you will get positivity. If you keep focusing on the negative, you will keep getting negative. Mm. And that goes for anything. Even in life, if you keep uh, looking for a problem for every solution, you are going to be faced with that many obstacles. Mm. But if you have a solution mindset, if you have a mind, like, you know, problem-solving mindset, you will keep coming up with a solution for everything that you do. So I guess that's just, again, a change in mindset because mm. it, it takes work with, for the individual themselves because I can keep saying it, but if you don't think it, you won't do it. Mm. But for that, they need to experience it on their own. They need to experience being positive on their own. So for for that, what what tangible thing that I can do is what I usually do is make their work, for example, make their workout on, on a very bad day. I'll make their workout as such that's something they're good at and they'll feel like, oh, you know, they've achieved something and then they'll go home happy and that happiness will kind of, hmm. you know, trickle out. Trickle out, yeah. So that's what happened. But if they come in with, a sh- like, you know, if they come in uh, having a shitty day and if I give them a workout and which they will suck at, which I know that's not their strong suit and then they'll feel even worse going out. Mm-hmm. So then I haven't done my job mm-hmm. as a person trainer. Because you always have to have a contingency plan. You can't always stick to your plan thinking, you know, you deal with it. Hmm. That's not how it works. Hmm. Because, you, you know, um, as much as as much as the goals are important, the long-term goal is important, but the short-term goal is that you don't cause stress to somebody who's already stressed, right? Yeah. If you're an athlete, by all means. I don't care what your day has been like. You have to do your shit. I don't care. But if you're somebody who's just coming in for a workout, who wants to lose a little bit of weight, who wants to, you know, just live a healthy life, you don't have to kill yourself today. You can do like 10% of what you were going to do. Mm. We'll have a conversation. Maybe we won't even work out at all. Maybe I'll take them out for coffee. They'll talk, rent it out and just, you know, go home. It's fine. Mm. It's just a bad day. You know, a bad day doesn't mean you have to kind of kill yourself. It's okay. It's just a workout at the end of the day, you know. But like, if, if you don't mind me asking, what do you do for yourself then? Like, what do you mean? When you have all these, uh, this one, you're dealing with your own stresses. Yeah. You're coaching your clients to deal with their stresses. Yeah. And you're actually dealing with their own stresses yeah. firsthand as well. Yeah. But then, doesn't it like add up and like add more pressure to you as well? So what I struggled with is internalizing a lot of stuff which mm. is something that I've actually had conversation with Bilal with for example because mm. you know I'd be like you know this is what's happening with my client he's like you know but you can't get emotionally invested with your clients I was like yeah mm. but I do like you know that's who I am as a person mm. but that is always a struggle to not internalize all of what they're saying but if you're talking about my own training so for a long time I just try to do it on my own you know I was like you know I I am a coach I should be able to do this on my own mm-hmm. but you can't so then I hired a coach. I was like, you know what? I need somebody to hold me accountable. I need yeah. somebody to, you know, just, I just need to work out where I just shut off my brain and just do what I'm supposed to do and yeah. not really think about my program, not mm-hmm. really think about what I'm supposed to do, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. I said, I let somebody else worry about that. I'll mm-hmm. worry about my clients. So, yeah. so I hired a coach. 
Fair. Yeah. No, and I think even re- being able to recognize that is very important as well. When you should make that. Yeah, because that you can't do it all. I mean, if you mm. think you can, you're just, to, you're just waiting to like, you know, crash and burn. Mm. So it's just better to yeah. realize that earlier before, rather than later. You know, regret always comes later. So you don't yeah. want to get to that. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Interesting. Okay. So tell me about what do you feel? What are your views on the wellness in um, fitness space overall in Pakistan? Over the lockdown d- duration of the past year, um right before the lockdown a lot of great facilities were opening mm-hmm. up and a variety of them not just gyms and yeah. boxes but then also like yoga studios yeah. and sound meditation centers yeah. and stuff like fancy shit that fancy i wouldn't shit. go to but um <laughs> there's uh then the food scene also changed yeah. as well and now during the lockdown the tech scene within fitness there's some sisters in lahore who made their app or they had a gym running i don't know if you heard about that but they made a they they were running a gym and they digitized their entire online training they built an app they got oh, funding really? for that as That's well like amazing. a couple of million dollars in that too so they're doing what like the likes of anna victoria does right. in the states That's pretty cool yeah, i had no idea and like a whole community based kind of a thing That's amazing what do you feel is missing in your own eyes like in the space overall so before the lock before the pandemic if you had asked me okay and i would have told you that you know our wellness and fitness community is very aesthetic based and all we really care about is what we look like and all our workouts are kind of just uh, catering to that but when the lockdown happened and everybody was on the streets everybody was cycling everybody was running everybody yeah, yeah. was i was one of them I was we a all were. Boy. Yes. We, all were. we all did it. So you know, everybody was figuring it out. Like grind online was full, right? Everybody mm. just wanted to work out, and that's when I realized we've moved past that. We're no longer just thinking about how we look because it has a lot to do with our mental health now. Mm. We're focused on how um, we're focused on how fitness makes us feel, and you know, we're mm. looking at it as an outlet more than you know. I need to fit into these clothes. Mm. And yes, a lot of people did gain a lot of weight during lockdown because obviously we were stressed, we were we didn't know what to do and you know things happened. But if you ask me what's missing in our industry right now is uh, education. Mm. I think that is missing. Uh, education and then turning that into knowledge basically because I feel like we just uh, we're not very focused on the fact that the fitness industry worldwide is evolving we're we're getting there but we're a little far behind in the sense that we're very one tier right now like you know our focus is very basic acha theek hai get a workout in we're not thinking long term we're not thinking you know that if i have a client right now if i want that client to stay with me for the next 3 4 years what am i doing about that mm. right now we just focus on month to month we just focused on okay this person has like a 3 month goal we need to get them there mm. we're not thinking what would we do when like you know these apps like these apps come in and we basically become redundant right mm. those things i don't think we're thinking about right now although we're not there yet but we will be soon like you said it's it's it's, it's, it's good evolving. to see it's not a fad anymore it's not that is we've a, gone yeah. out of that which is good which is what i said right mm. before before the lockdown if you would have asked me i'd have been like you know we're very uh, mm. boot camps were the thing right that's mm. all we like even right now people message me and ask me oh are you running a boot camp i'm like no i'm not running a boot camp leave me alone but you know where people would approach you for that like what i noticed as a trend was um that like if you see it as a graph yeah. gyms existed they were just sparse yeah. people realized ki okay let's go inside that yeah. and see what we can do then some dude or girl came up with a boot camp yeah. and then more people went into the gym yeah. and then that amount of people entering the gym stayed yeah. it didn't drop it didn't drop that's and, true and then that led to like local apparel brands also starting that off and then amazing, like right? yeah. yeah because it's like a synergy of things yeah. so 
yeah again like you know with with our uh, instant gratification mindset hmm. we just want things fast so that's why boot camps work right because yeah. we want to get results fast yeah. but once you get there and then you realize okay now what because up to man have been too scared yeah so yeah. then you go to a gym right and mm-hmm. you're like okay this is where i sustain my if you're smart yeah if you're not smart you'll be like okay i'm done i'm just going to go back to my life mm-hmm. and you know like let it work itself out that's how yeah. it happened right so yeah so i do like the fact now that there are a lot there's a lot more awareness because when we i don't know, i think we're the same age but when we were mm-hmm. younger like 16 17 uh we didn't have personal trainers we didn't mm-hmm. have we didn't have the right education we were just like you know pick up, up like i've picked up multiple programs for like bodybuilding.com and just gone and done that mm-hmm. right for the longest time and then but now there is a lot of education and like there's a lot of awareness edu- not education awareness from people mm-hmm. to know who to seek out like you know yeah. they can they are willing to seek out people and willing to the the the, the clientele base is willing to learn and you know mm. make that make that investment in mm. their fitness in their wellness which i think is great yeah. but at the same time i feel like as a fitness industry we owe it to them to be to equip ourselves with that kind of knowledge that if they come with us To, you know if they come to us with a problem we should be able to either solve it or direct them in a way that where they could we shouldn't be in a position of like you know mujhe nahi pata like you know and then we try to like maneuver a way out of it and then you know mess it up for us mm. and them yeah. so i feel like what we lack as uh, as a fitness industry not as the fitness scene as a whole but we should be able to or and willing to learn new things and unlearn old things mm-hmm. because we've all we've all come from the same place we've all started at the same place where we wanted to look a certain way which mm-hmm. is fine right but at the same time then some of us got a little more passion decided okay this is what we want to do for our living mm-hmm. but at the same time then we need to keep elevating ourselves we yeah. need to keep learning and that goes for any industry but the thing with fitness is it is very open right because anybody can comment on your journey and anybody can comment like if you're a doctor nobody i'm not going to come tell you how to do your job mm. but it's very easy for somebody to tell me how to do my job because you know the internet picking par aata right yeah. so it's just that for that i feel like we need to be at an elevated state where nobody can come up and say shit to us mm. because we're that educated because we have that kind of knowledge you know uh, and we you know we keep if there if there is like a new fad diet coming in we should be mm. able to have the scientific knowledge to tell you that okay you know what this is probably not the best idea for you rather than just jumping on the bandwagon because everybody wants it yeah right just because something is fancy right now doesn't mean it's going to be fancy see always mm. and we should be able to have that knowledge to tell you right there and then this is the good and the bad you make your decision yeah. right that is something that we i think we generally lack right now right now we're very uh, we're like we're infants in the sense that because you know a lot of things we learn internationally a lot of things we, we see on social media and we're like okay you know this is what we should do mm. but i read something uh, very recently it said that you don't uh sorry you sorry. so it was it said something like you know you you don't want to teach something you just write somewhere you want to learn something so that you're able to practice it right mm-hmm. so it's just though i think because it's an industry that has no barrier which is great but at the same time it shouldn't always be that way we yeah. should we should be able to have a higher standard for yeah. coaches because at the end of the day you do have a big responsibility like we have a big responsibility because people are coming in in their most vulnerable states especially women right they're they're not feeling that great about themselves they're not feeling uh, you know they're 100% they feel like there's something missing mm. and they feel like you know th- their lives could improve mm. and if they come to you with that state and you're you just have your little bit of information and you just have like a chitike char squats karo 10 pushups karo and you know you're good to go that's not okay 
because if they come to you if they invest in you then you need to be able to be at a level where you're like okay you know what you're in the right hands hmm. and not just fucking around because you can yeah right? at the end of the day you you are dealing with someone's body exactly right and you have the ability to injure them because yeah. it has happened right yeah, yeah. because if you don't know okay you know this person should not be doing very high intensity workouts if you don't know that you know uh this person shouldn't be squatting heavy weights and if this person does a deadlift they'll probably mess up their back because of their history because they've had some sort of injury in the past and you do them make them do it anyway and mm. then they injure their back then what mm. you're lucky we don't have suing culture we just have yeah exactly culture, right? <laughs> but uh, i think even then right like unfortunately many of the trainers that are there that have not been qualified in like some kind of biomechanics are not even on the places where they can get cancelled Right. They will continue. <laughs> They will continue, yeah, right? Yeah. So that's the thing. Uh, yeah, that I feel that is very important for and a lot of um, a lot of coaches are very educated. Like there mm. are a lot of coaches who are constantly learning, who are always making me want to learn more. But at the same time, but that's like if if there are a hundred coaches, there are probably like ten of them who do that. Hmm. right and uh, 90 of them are just there because oh you know i lost some weight and i'm pretty fit so i can do this yeah. and if you start out that way that's fine we all start out that way as far as long as you're willing to make that investment and that effort yeah. in your education yeah because that is what will set you apart hmm. from you know you know how uh, i don't know if you noticed this but we have like an industry boom in our country like there was there was a time when there were all these fashion designers yeah. and then there were all these uh, coaches and then there were all these uh, एक टाइम पे बहुत सारे ट्यूशन सेंटर्स भी खुलना शुरू हो गए थे सो इट्स जस्ट वन ऑफ दोस थिंग्स राइट बट इन दूल खुल रहे which Actually, was like grand 0 degrees right? and then <laughs> yeah, you yeah. and me cafe i don't know yeah, what yeah, that yeah, right yeah, yeah. so yeah so only the good ones take it out make the cafe coffee day now so i am wearing it right oh my god i forgot about cafe yeah, that was a good yeah, one that was a good one that yeah. was like a levels ke time i think yeah, yeah. so yeah so you know how these uh, only the good ones who are making the actual effort who make are willing to learn are you know are mm. sticking it out and that's the same with our fitness industry yeah. if you're willing to uh you know continue learning willing to learn from your mistakes most importantly because we make them we do make them hmm. if you're willing to learn from them then yeah. i think that's important interesting fair fair yeah. so kiran how is it for you as a as a final i have two last questions for you i won't take too much of your time but um there's i want to know about your own time during the lockdown we spoke about this off camera yeah. but i feel like it's interesting to hear that like people <laughs> do need to speak about the good there was yeah, good as well as well so lockdown was pretty great for me uh mm-hmm. because i during that lockdown you know it's always one of those things you realize you're missing till you don't have it or you have it right so before the, uh, when when the lockdown started i was a bit uh, concerned about oh what's going to happen to work right mm-hmm. but then thing we had i think the fitness industry adapted pretty quickly like everything was set very soon zoom started you know making a buttload of money off of us Mm-hmm. which was great but at the same time when that started to happen i realized that i had a lot of free time which i didn't have before and i was able to kind of just relax and i realized how close i was to burnout before the lockdown started because mm-hmm. i had just started this new company and we had i had i had been working at three separate gyms and i was going back and forth back and forth and that's when i kind of sat down and you know realized okay you know what i need to relax and i did that pause, pause you know that's what was important and i was very productive in many different ways i kind of got a lot of other stuff done that had been uh, you know putting at the back end because of work i started mm-hmm. studying again 
I started reading again. I think you started that five page a day thing. I did, yeah. I started doing that also. I stopped. <laughs> so did I, <laughs> because work started again. Yes, right? yeah. So yeah, so I I was able to kind of uh, reassess my life and was like, you know, the things that I want to take away from the lockdown. Hmm. I want to be able to have that pause. I was able to uh, take a step away from social media. That was the time when I started uh, stop using my phone after 10 p.m. So that's something I started during the lockdown, and hmm. I think uh, I stuck it. I not in Ramzan, but because the schedule's reversed. Hmm. But other than that, like I I started that habit during lockdown, and mm-hmm. I think I still have it for on most days. So a lot of a lot of good came out of it. I kind of uh, was able to not be so stressed all the time because life goes on, right? It did go on for most of us, mm-hmm. and you know we're it, we, everything would work out on its own, and that's something that I did believe, mm-hmm. but I saw it happen during lockdown. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like. Uh, you know it's okay to relax it's okay to kind of not be you know uh, grinding all the time as they say it <laughs> but you know not all the Poor time vocabulary yeah, otherwise <laughs> the name would have been different <laughs> I promise you <laughs> but yeah so it was just one of those things that you know I felt that lockdown was very good for me because yeah. uh, it gave me a, re- a chance to reassess my life and kind of pri- rearrange my goals and you know uh, get my priorities in order which was which is something that again I'm privileged to have yeah. not everyone had that opportunity and again I'm very very grateful that I was able to or, or was you know blessed enough to kind of not do anything and kind of be okay with sitting at home and you know hmm. uh, spend time with my family and yeah. you know, be okay with uh, doing nothing yeah which is also a blessing as you realize that you and that was actually the first time I felt that yeah right and I, I couldn't understand it do you know like I, how are you so at peace how did that happen yeah like I actually had to I caught myself uh, forcing myself to find things to do right and you would do things but at the same time like you don't need to yeah because what because you know how you I don't know if you read a lot of this stuff going around was that we're in the middle of a pandemic which has never happened before in our lifetime so even if you do nothing it's okay but at the same time it was so unnatural to do nothing because i think as a generation we we're constantly told to hustle constantly told to drive constantly told to like keep working keep you know yeah uh, it's not a flex it's constantly not a, no, working no, 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 being yeah. at the edge of edge of a burnout is not yeah. a flex because yeah. that's not what life is meant to be right mm. you need to take time out for things that are actually important mm. which could be different for everybody yeah okay but you can't just keep chasing the the rat race all the time yeah no i i i'm not gonna say i get it completely because i didn't have the exact same uh, situation going on right but what is good is that uh, the learnings from that time is is that we all got a we all got a taste of what it means to reset and to pause yeah Uh, now we have to just incorporate some of those good things into our daily if we're able to continue that that'd be a win i think Yeah, Yeah. yeah yeah but it's also leaving me a bit like there's some kind of anxiety in the back of my head. It's always going to be there, I think. Yeah. I think it's, it's something that we need to either work through in therapy or just like stick it I don't out. know. And also to be honest, like I follow a lot of what's going on in like the business world and the startup yeah. world. And yeah. if you know, do you like follow crypto by any, by any chance? My, yeah, recently. Yeah. <laughs> not not religiously, but recently. Like are because you invested are, in it? My, my brothers keep investing and they keep asking me to do it. I was like, you know, do it on your own time. Don't bug me with it. Because it's so uncertain and I'm not very... And that too, like the fact that there's this big, like everyone's like crypto, crypto, crypto. Yeah, and I, it was doing well. Like yeah. forget the market trends, but yeah. everyone's crypto, crypto, crypto. And then if you open like Instagram, it's like NFT, NFT, NFT. You know what NFTs are? So it's apparently you can sell your art. Right. Except okay. you can't, like crypto, you can divide. Right. You can like make 
one eighth of a bitcoin like right. you can buy one pow of a bitcoin right and nft you can't do that okay so if i for example take a picture of my laptop with right. your questions i can sell that as an nft and oh. there'll only be one owner oh okay the ownership will not be divided was that something where jo abhi this kani wash ke jo shoes the somebody did that someone decided to actually break it down and, and do something with it but that was that individual that? tokens yeah Or, yeah 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 i was like what is happening in the world exactly right yeah. so now i'm even like oh shit like if people do put in all their money there yeah. and as the economy goes bust this yeah. goes bust we've basically fucked ourselves over because we what is that it has no value though like and it's just like a part of a yeah, shoe yeah. that belonged to a somebody like 10 years ago right? <laughs> and like my mind is connecting that to why did the pandemic happen one theory is that the the glaciers melted because of global warming <laughs> fucking crypto is working on servers which is making climate change worse yeah so, so it's, it's like just, it's like a like whole cycle right it's, it's like the butterfly cycle. effect right like yes. it's just yeah so Long story short, I is the fear is now in my head which didn't exist But see, before. But see, things like this, I would say ignorance is bliss, okay? Because you can't solve all of the world's problems, right? You can't. Yeah, that's true. You can't. And no. as much as you would like to think about it, what good is that going to do to you? Yeah, no, and now, now I I feel bad actually. I I should not have said this out loud because now I'm thinking about it. Otherwise, no, I don't think about it. Think yeah. happy thoughts. Happy think thoughts. Think about what you'll have for your thoughts. This, this is where the coaching good. is coming in now. But um. as a as a final question yeah. looking back over the past uh, couple of years if you could go back in time and meet your younger self what is it that you would say to her so i thought about this question a lot but my answer to that is nothing because if i if i didn't go through the experiences that i did if i didn't feel the things that i did i would not be the person that i am today and i would not be able to help people in the way that i can today mm-hmm. so i wouldn't say anything to my younger self just keep going do your thing but to younger girls right now mm-hmm. younger girls who are who probably going through the same thing that i went through when i was younger is that you need to put yourself first mm-hmm. straight up that, that is the only thing you need to focus on be there for your friends and family be a good person mm-hmm. uh, you know fulfill your purpose in whatever capacity but not at the cost of your own mental and physical well-being straight up that is the bottom line of every problem think about how it's affecting you if it's affecting you too much it's not worth it brilliant brilliant well put and well said Kiran, thank you so much for your thank time. Thank you for having me. This was awesome, by the way. Yeah. How do you like it? It's, it was it's fun. Gr- it's I cool, huh? Yeah. yeah. I, didn't, it, I didn't get nervous at all. I awesome. Did I nervous talk? Did I look like I was nervous? You're still on camera, by the oh, way. We're wow. still rolling. <laughs> <laughs> still rolling. Oh, shit. Okay, And this good. is staying on because one What? take, one big, <laughs> long take. But, um, Ignore but, that. I'm cool. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. First time on camera. Myself, <laughs> Kiran Jangra. <laughs> Okay, no, no, this was fun. I like it. Yeah, no, thanks for coming Thank on. Thank you for having me. This was me. brilliant. Um, this was also one of those very I felt like positive, happy conversations. Really? Otherwise, I'm everyone sorry. who's come on, I don't know if you've seen any of the other episodes. I saw a couple. Yeah, yeah. you're just being nice. <laughs> no, Dad, when I when you told me, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> But like everyone's just been so like real and like you know like they just want to fuck shit up. <laughs> no, I don't want to fuck shit up. I'm good. I'll give it to other people. Yes, yeah, but um. Once again, thank you very much, you everybody. That was Kiran Jangra. This is Asatash Mali. Till the next one. Bye bye.